if it was done the way you and I talked about last week, you'd be yeah. sitting there in your office, clawing at your coffee mug going, is Tig going to live? Don't you know that the music should be solemn? This is Theo Rossi. This is Kim Coates. And this is Theory. Why do you look so fucking young? If I hear one more person ever say, yep. why does Theo like he's he's regressing in, in years now? And I don't I go, I don't know. Oh Dwayne wait, Gray. he doesn't drink. He doesn't eat. Oh wait, he works out. Oh wait, you see a Rossi. Like, why? Yeah. What's going on? Picture of Dwayne Gray. I have a, something in the attic. Um, oh, no, I, that's nice. Yeah, you know, I have did a voodoo curse when I was young. Um, you know, listen, I've just decided not to do it. Yeah, that's it. I just said no. You're, you're not growing anymore. You're not aging anymore. You're just stopping. No, in I'm fact, you're in. looking younger. Yeah, you remember those anti-drug campaigns from the '80s? Just say no. Oh, I, I just say no. I'm, I'm I'm still on them. People think I'm really like 42, and I go. Mm-mm-mm. Just said they no. Go, they go 52, go. Mm-mm-mm-mm. No. They go 60, I go. Right. Maybe. And they say, get, get, get out of here. <laughs> go back to Saskatoon. That's what they say. Run back to Saskatoon. Sing another prairie tune. Prairie tune. It is the prairies. Burton so Cummins, you're, on, baby. You're, you're recording from your phone. So let's just expect that this is going to sound like shit. And um, oh, yeah. 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 And we're back to having the worst tech of any podcast yeah. created. Yeah. Well, but I did go to the front desk here in London and say, I'd like to pay for Wi-Fi. They go, well, I got, I'd like to pay for Wi-Fi. Uh, so, excuse me. I go, Theo Rossi said that I could pay you seven quid. Goes, oh, no. We're, we're on Wi-Fi, son. This is what you have. This is what we have. It's what you have. Good luck. I go, fuck off. They're like, so you're going to have the shittiest Wi-Fi. Yeah, so you're sharing it with every other 633 residents of this hotel that you're in. And it's... Uh, but it is it, a nice hotel. No, I'm sure it is. And it's a great background. And your phone looks good. You don't have your MacBook. It doesn't work anyway. And eventually... <laughs> I think My poor, I'm sorry, MacBook. Theo's <laughs> cutting you down. She's no. all sleeping over there. It's like, no. cutting her down. No, no your USB cord. Probably, I'm thinking like season seven, episode <laughs> eleven. We're gonna have this dialed in. Oh, I'm gonna have work done on my face by yeah. then. We'll have it dialed in. Plugs Two episodes in. left. Yeah. Two episodes left. Yeah. By the way, Rossi, you have no idea the love over here for Reaper reviews and theory. They are all over it. There's more pins over here, more T-shirts over here. It's really cool, man. It's really cool. Yeah, you know, I mean, the one thing that I love so much about the show, I mean, amongst the million things, um, is how it's truly international. Like, there's people from everywhere. And, like, it seems like actually more from Europe and Australia and, you know, all over, right? It might be more vocal in a weird way. Yeah. I don't know what – there's so much more – like, I don't they're, – they're just happy that they can be involved. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people have they've been coming up to me in Liverpool and now in London going, you have no idea how you, you got me through the COVID, how, how you've helped me get through the COVID. You and Ross, yeah. you're so funny and you're so this, you're so that. And I go, hey, that's cool. It helped cool. me get through it too. Help me get through it too. And it's we're cool. still in it. We're still in it, but at least we're still better. in it. Yeah. Yeah. At least it's better. I mean, yeah, because we just know more and, you know, like they say in GI Joe, knowing is half the battle. We just know more. I think in the beginning when we were all fucking completely had no idea what was going on, we were wow. doing this. We were doing this. We just didn't know anything. Right. Like nobody. If knew. you think for one second that I knew anything before I said yes to you to yeah. do this, yeah. you're nuts. I would have yeah. been running for them Saskatchewan Hills. Oh yeah. If I knew it was this long and you I would feel I'm not. I'm not doing it. What? No. And if I knew how mad I'd be every time I watch an episode, then it would probably even be. I mean, I'm okay. not going to get into oh. it till we go, but I listen, am. Listen. I'm like an infuriated fan. Oh, that's so cool. You've reached that stage, haven't you? I have. I have. Yeah, there's a lot of people coming up to me reaching the same the same thing. They love the show. Oh my god, they they, they watch it over and over again. But we are we're we're getting real with this shit, bro. No, we're it's infuriating. Sons of anarchy. It's infuriating. 
Charles Charles Murray said to me the other day, which I want to have him on the show, like maybe even like next week or something. Oh, and and if, if Boone if Booney doesn't get on the show soon, he's just going to fire me as a buddy. I mean, yeah, and we we're been... supposed to have Chris Reed on. This is a big episode for him. Um, there's a lot of people that you know, obviously, you know, all the, all, get him all, all the peeps, right? But Charles came on. What did he say? He came on in season six, and he listens. Yeah. To this show and yeah everybody knows our love for c yeah. mary um, and and literally the show changed when he came on for a lot of reasons one we were all in different places and two he came on and was kind of like immediately became part of the crew and all that and he said uh man I, if kurt listens to the show he probably hates you <laughs> he goes you nitpick the show like crazy i said no i don't we don't nitpick it. We're just saying from a fan that perspective. That is so not true. <laughs> no, if, if you think for one second, Kurt Sutter, with all his strengths and his weaknesses, doesn't appreciate our fucking honesty, honesty. with how we feel about this show, knowing the show we do, then he's wrong. He's wrong. I'll debate this with anybody, yeah. including Sutter. I'm In not going to say what I don't, what I like, I would never hold back if I don't, just if I don't like something. There's no point. What's the point? The, who cares? And who cares? And who cares? They love those t-shirts too. They were flying around. Who cares? With that little who cares on the bottom. Oh my God. I say if that. Enjoying- I can't tell you how many times I say that a day when people say something to me. And I usually do. Now I do a big delay and I just stare at them when they say it. And I go, who cares? Yeah. Like whatever they say. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Doesn't matter what they say. Milk is going up in price. Um, the Detroit Red Wings won. They lost four games in a row. Who cares? Who cares? I'll tell I you fucking I, care, though. No. I know you care. I don't care about anything. Let me tell you something that I do care about that was really strange, and I want to share it with you because you don't know this because we didn't get to talk a lot because you've been across the pond. You've been gallivanting yeah. all over. You've been filming your ass off. Yeah, I think you're done already. You're like you Peter done? Sellers. Are you done? I'm done. I'm done. Fuck, son. Hang on. Let me. When in Britain. When, when in Britain. Britain. When yeah, in Britain. Tea up. I've got my soda and soda. Oh, I yeah. I got my Egyptian licorice yogi tea. Best tea ever made. I'm promoting it because it is the best tea ever made. I love your fucking tea choices. Anyway, congratulations, Rossi. Thanks, finishing buddy. another. Is that about your eighth movie of the year now? Like, what the fuck is going on with you? I don't know. I, the show I comes just, out next week. Show comes out Wednesday. Are you excited? I am. The big one on Netflix. Yeah. Oh my God. True story. Were you, were, were, were you weigh about 92 pounds? I weigh as much as one of your arms. <laughs> oh. Saskatoon. Strong. No, Rossi, I can't wait to see this one, bro. The whole show is four hours, seven episodes, four hours. No, no, no. Yep. Seven Quicker. episodes, four Let's hours. Let's get to it. That's like You're a double out. movie. Good for double that. Double movie. It's like, a, it's like a Godfather with an intermission. Just go oh, know, I can't drop a wait. deuce and come right back and finish the next two hours. <laughs> Are you excited? You've been doing some press. I've been seeing you everywhere. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I'm, uh, you know, listen, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole of, it's just, you know the deal, no. right? You get excited. You can't get excited about anything because the truth is, I've said, I've really adopted this new concept that every job you just hope moves the needle even if it's a half an inch and you just, and what it is is like every job is just to get the next good job. Like that's what it is. It's you, if you expect anything more from it, you'll always be disappointed because it'll never be what you think it is. And um, I'm just excited for people to see, because I really genuinely like the character. Um, But I'm so detached from these things after I do them that I, I just hope people like it. And if they don't, who cares? Um, oh, no, no, people are gonna like it, man. This is very exciting. It's a big show. Can't wait. Thanksgiving, some, right? Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Eve. And uh remember, and, remember when Godless opened for me? Yeah, on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving Eve. Like, Same thing. Great time yeah. to drop. It's a great time. Let me tell you something that's a bit of sad news and a bit of strange news and a bit of uh it was just crazy, right? So you know how I so I came, I went away to do the movie for a little while, and then um, right before I left, I guess it's mating season with the deers. So, sure, of course, we, I'm from we, Saskatchewan. Yeah, you know. So we get 
I mean, I'm telling you, there are certain nights, if you look on the cameras, we just got cameras everywhere. It's like MI6. But um, you you can see oh yeah, 20-something deer just sleeping in the front of the house, right? Just sleeping, oh, right? Yeah. Relaxing. Hey, and they're, Bob. All over, they're all over the property. Just they love it hey, here. Hey, Bob, have you heard from Susie? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> they love they're it. running. They love it here. So this giant buck. Yeah. Look like Clifford the Big Red Dog. This giant <laughs> buck, the biggest thing I've ever seen. It almost looked like it was at a cartoon. Come strolling onto the property. And he's been hanging out here. And he is enormous. Is this nuts, Twain? He's the biggest thing I've ever seen. He doesn't back down. He yeah, is, yeah. his antlers are the size, like the biggest thing. He's just a monster. Yep. And I've been videoing him and photographing him because he's majestic. He's incredible, right? But when any other guys come on with their antlers. Forget about it. He wants them out of here, right? Sure. So he's taking him to task. He is. So there was this one young buck. I guess that would be the word, young buck. With his little antlers. And he kept coming around. And I was like, and the guy kept, if I watch him on the camera, he's ramming him tangling the sure. antlers like wants him out and i would think that the little teenage buck would learn but he kept coming back and i was like man this young guy's got nuts of steel keeps coming back and and you know no the big guy has nuts of steel the little guy has nuts of copper correct and they want to be steel so good for oh. him so what I happened? Go, well i go away go do the movie and i come back and guess who's not alive anymore no, yeah, he didn't kill yeah. him. I mean, he didn't kill him, did he? Well, kill he's, him? well he's dead. Okay, well, really? He's dead. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god! Usually they just fight until they run away. That's yeah. Wild. And and nobody's hunting them or anything on the property. There, there's none of that. Nobody's coming onto my property and shooting someone. Like that's not happening, right? So it's just like whatever happened to him. And I don't know. I'm not a you know. I'm not a vet. I'm not a soothsayer. I have no idea how he passed. Wow. But he did. And he's, you know, ways away from the house, but I found him when I was out with Juno, you know, whatever. And here's, here's the reason I bring this up is, and this has happened to me many times in my life in, in a bunch of different ways I won't get into, but the smell of death is overwhelming when it's windy. It like permeates the entire land and all the vultures are there. And, you know, I've seen this before, but he, this, this guy was pretty big. And the smell like wafts through the air. Like when you go out, like, you know, I'll go out to like shut the gates or do whatever or be around. And it just takes a hold of you. And the smell is, it's atrocious. Like if you've smelt it before, everybody knows it, you smelt it. And it's so interesting, right? I mean, uh, there's really no way to explain it if no one smelt it, but that that smell is like nothing that exists. There's nothing that smells like that, right? There's, there's nothing like that smells like that, especially when you are really around a carcass. And usually a carcass, uh, it's, it's, if it's been gone for a couple of days, three days, that's when things really get ugly. So I'm not sure when that young buck was gone, but yeah, man, not good. Too bad for him. Not around. See you later. Yeah, it's just, you know, like they say in Lion King, it's a circle of life, but it's it's cool. I, uh, the boys, the way I teach them, because, you know, they've seen this before. And, boy, you know, my boys ask, are growing up on that ranch, oh, man, yeah. I'll tell you. And they always ask questions. Fucking so A. I, I go, uh, you know, I'll go tell them, uh, they go up to the, the body, like, you know, a few feet away, obviously. And I say, uh, tell them, tell him, uh, tell him it's okay to go. And they'll, yeah. they'll go, oh, it's okay to go. You know, and I say, what do you want him to become? And they'll be like, I want him to become a tree. And I'm like, okay. He'll yeah. And they'll be like, I want him to become the wind. And I'm like, okay. And like, they, they, and they, they get it. Like, it's weird how they're learning about things here. That is so probably different that they wouldn't have learned in New York or, you know, wherever I was. Of course not. Yeah. That's interesting. That would be a dead rat in an alley. If it was New York. <laughs> yeah. it's a whole different, where would you want him to be? Yeah. Um, under that house for the rest of his life. Yeah. No, where would you want him to be? Oh, you know. Yeah. yeah. They're like, just tell him to get away. Tell him to get away from the alley, Dad. No. Now they're doing like rituals and like the whole thing. But it's a, it's 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 a fascinating life now over here, and uh, it's just so different. But fucking point is that big guy's lurking. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. So be careful. 
It's mating season. All right, here we All go. All right, bud. Speaking of mating season. Ooh. So I don't know who directed this. I don't know what Wolf Angel means. Billy. Billy. Billy Gare. Billy Gunn? Yeah. Billy oh, Good. Okay. Um, Billy Gerhardt. I want to start by saying before I get too crazy, I like the episode. I remember yeah. this one. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's a lot that's revealed in this episode. There's a lot that happens. This is a very big uh, excuse me, episode. This is only 6-4, right? Yeah. It's a giant episode. Yeah. So we end with Tig, and if it was done the way you and I talked about last week, you'd be yeah. sitting there in your office, clawing at your coffee mug going, is Tig going to live? But we all know, right? But it opens up with not Tig, answer. Mm-hmm. And it opens up with Unser waking up. Mm-hmm. Probably about 5 a.m., 6 a.m., depending on the what the time change, you know, whatever it is. And he gets socked right in the Whacked. face. Whacked. Sucker punched. Sucker punched. And we right away know who it is because they show the ink, and but we don't know why. Correct. Well, not only do we not know why, but I want to know what the fuck are those assholes doing inside of Talamoro? What kind of security we got going we on? We have no inside? security. We don't know. Like, security. you know, we talk about Charlie's about to, Jack's about to say, oh, yeah, bring it to Talamoro. We'll protect. What? We'll protect you. What? Protect you from what? <laughs> Three yeah. punks at six o'clock in the morning. They're pounding in. There's no dogs. We got no, we got no, no prospects. We got nothing going on. No camera. It's no useless. ADT. No ADT. No, we're, we're completely useless. So I go, what no the No prospects fuck is going at the on? gates. We don't have like a, a tower where people look out. <laughs> we got nothing. <laughs> I just want big Chris Reed to be there. I don't care about a tower. Like nothing. We got nothing. We have zero security. There's not a trip wire. There's not even a doorbell. So they walked right in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's got, and then we then we cut to what a but wait, beautiful. But wait, before we do okay, that, go ahead. Is, no, I gotta say this because I'm gonna bring it up later. No, For a club do. that's on lockdown every other episode, <laughs> should, should it be a more secure building? No, nope. nope, we don't. We don't. It's useless. It's it's literally like a playground in in like Saskatchewan. There's no well, protection at Telemoro. What a joke. Coming up is the scene that I was waiting for. Yeah. Tig knocks on the door, banging on the door like uh, like he left his wallet in there. Banging on the well, door. Hang on, hang on. I got to say, first of all, you got, you know, Jack's looking awful sexy in his kitchen. Oh, yeah. And everyone, you know, so all of a sudden there's a knock on the door. I can pretty much guarantee, like he was saying, 100% of the people are going, well, it's not going to be Tig at the door. No. Tig is fucking dead. He's going to be told something's gone down. All of a sudden, it's fucking Tig. Yeah. He's at the door. Looking like he's right out of Saskatoon High School. Young, Looking young, viral, and confused. And so fucking confused. And Tig is alive. And, you know, Marx wants to see Jax. And I go, what the fuck is happening? Tig leaves. Jax closes the door. Now, well, don't gloss over the goddamn scene. It's a great scene. I'm not I'm not going to. But, you know, I got to tell you, bro. When I asked about this scene mm-hmm. from Sutter, knowing what happened in the previous one, but not knowing what Marx and Tig discussed or what Jack's discussed with Marx, I said to Sutter, I got to know what's going on here, bro. I got to know how I should play this. And Sutter said, nope. Nope, we're just going to let it play out. You just know that Marx told you something about wanting to see Jax. And that's it. So that's all I was told. Anyway, keep going. Can I try to make sense of it? Yeah, please. All right. Let me just try to make sense of something for a second. Let me just fix this camera quick. Okay. I'm going to try to make sense of something. He's there. We saw him there. They come in. We see the oh shit look on Tig. Wouldn't I actually first... say oh shit? Yeah. Yeah, you actually say oh shit. So wouldn't there be a a, a question of 
why are you guys here? Why don't you just call Jax? Okay, but forget that. Let's throw the logic out there. When Tig comes in, I genuinely wanted to know if you were truly confused as Tig or you kind of knew something was wrong because you say to him, are we good? And, and then you say the other thing where you go, you know, it's kind of weird. The prospects never showed up. So there's two moments where I was like, maybe he did know, but I, I mean, but if he knew, then it would be a whole different, I mean, he can't do anything. Even if Tig did know, he can't do anything. There's no clay. There's no way to do anything. Right. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't play it that way. I, if, if I thought for one second that Jax really gave me up, that scene would have been different. That mm. scene would have been what the fuck's going on, buddy. Right. What the fuck is happening, man? Look me in the eye. Look me in the eye. It would have been that way. But by actually saying or thinking Marks comes in, no prospects. How did he knew, know I was there? But he never, Marks was so good at his job that he never gave any of it away. He just said, I need to see Jax. And I know you'll tell him that I need to see him at the docks tomorrow noon. So the only thing I could play, Theo, at the end of that scene is when, when I said to him, we're good, right? I, I played that as honestly as I could. Like a real question. Like, this is weird. That was fucking weird. Freaked me out. Because he good, played right? it guilty. Yeah, did he? I couldn't tell what he was playing there, bro. He played guilty. He looked guilty and he looked like confused and guilty, right? Like he didn't know what was going on. Confused. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then the other thing I was thinking was, was this around the time where there was that talk of Tig going and someone stepped in and said, I don't know about that. Was this around that or we passed that? This was, that was earlier. I don't fucking know. All I know is Jax has four people left in his club. Barely enough to be a club. So he yeah. can't really lose Tig, or you know, and at the same time, he killed fucking Pope to save my ass for his own use. Yeah. But Marx keeps bugging him that he needs me. And Jax finally gives up. There's where he is. Go have at it. So from that moment on, I'm telling you, peepers out there listening to this and watching this, Jax did not have Tig's back. Let's no. just that's that's it. Let's keep going. So we go to Diosa. Roosevelt wants to speak to Nero. Obviously, Turk setting him up. You know, yeah. uh, Roosevelt's kind of back in the swing now, right? Um, it's nice to see him again. LT. Good to yeah. see Rogman. Yeah. yeah. I like seeing him, and I like seeing him back in the uniform and ready to go. And, you know, it's it always yeah. it's a great character, Ed. Yeah. So, yeah. so he does that. Now Marx meets with Jax. And this is an interesting scene. I'm assuming it's going to play out later in the series because he says he wants the guns and that it's something Marx incorporated would be interested in. And it kind of gives maybe a foreshadowing or a hint about something that doesn't come up for the rest of the episode, but he says that to him. And then there's this quick thing about Tig. Mark says that he's going to Tig is going to meet his demise. Just not now. Right. Okay. So, (laughs) Yeah, this is where we start getting a little. Gemma's at TM. Chucky comes rolling in. Oh, sorry, one more thing, Theo. Sorry. Yeah. I got to say, when Jack says to Marks at the end of that scene, he goes, did you give this intel, intel to Traeger? Did you give him this intel? And Marks doesn't answer. Oh. He stays silent. Mm. So they're trying to one-up each other. In other words, Jax must know for sure that he didn't really give jacks up because i would have said something in the kitchen that morning at the mm-hmm. same time marx is smarter than jacks and he's keeping his mouth shut he wants the guns he's going to use traeger against jacks coming up he's still going to kill traeger coming down the line i don't know marx just looks like a better gangster than jacks to me right now well let me get to that in a goddamn minute i mean <laughs> okay. the, the leader the leadership is at an all-time low um okay so Gemma. Gem is at TM. Chucky comes yeah. rolling in in the goggles and on the scooter and uh, the scarf <laughs> coming in looking like a, a ridiculous. But I still I still giggle. I don't know. Yeah, it's like Woodstock stuff. and Snoopy, right? When he comes in, like you know. Um, okay, and Dayton is all beat up. Unser's all beat up. Wow, no shit. Ouch, stomach slices. He hates doing that shit too. 
Oh, he hates makeup. He, yeah. What, what, do do? Mean, uh, what do you mean I got to come in? What? For what? Fuck that shit. Yeah. How long is it going to take? He hates yeah. that shit. <laughs> When's lunch? Yeah. What do we have? Just one take. I fucking don't one take him out. And you could clearly tell, by the way, in the early in the early part of the episode that I glossed over when they drag him out of a trailer, you can clearly tell it's not him. <laughs> like clearly it's not him. If you some guy with a bald date, cap. If you- <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> it's not him. No, it was no, pause it. It's like some shit. 28 year old stunt guy from San Fernando Valley. Go, go watch. <laughs> it's ridiculous. No, it's not. Dave's just supporting the union. You know, the stunt guys get to do no, their work. No, I know. And just have a coffee. No, he would have broke every bone in his body, even <laughs> if they had a mat down. It was not happening. I still can't get over him mooning us in New York City. I still oh have nightmares over that. Well, his ass is out in this ass. one. He pulls yeah, a tig ass probably. in this at one yeah, point. Poor, poor, poor Maggie Sif had a stare. Poor for Maggie. <laughs> okay, right. so the boys all roll up while everybody's at TM. They're seeing what's what. They see everything went unsurred. They're getting the low down. Um, and again, this is where we kind of start. Everybody's like, this is where the, the movement starts. This episode has couldn't a agree more. Couldn't movement. agree more. Movement. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? That's moving. right. Starts right now. And then Robert Patrick rolls up. So here's my question. Is Robert Patrick? Oh, by the way, no, first time. By the way, I gotta tell you, um, he's are you still there? Yeah. Yeah, good. You're, you're you when your face freezes like that, I freak out. Yeah, like, no, you st- no, I freak out. I go, Am I frozen? Fuck. You, you go, have a form of PTSD with tech. Oh, no, I do. You have tech PSD. No, no, I'm on the fourth episode of season six. Wait, you see where I fucking go when this thing is over, man. I'm running for the hills. Listen, uh, Robert Patrick sends his love to you. I just saw him in London. No, I just saw him. I'll see you. You guys doing some podcasts. I go, Yeah, "Yeah, light light your cigar and I'll tell you about it. No, it's fucking great. Anyway, big love from Robert Patrick. He's the best. This, This is our very, this is our introduction to him right now. Here it is. Yeah. He, I'm going to tell you, I'll shoot to it later, but the way he wears his hat with his glasses is one of the coolest fucking things I've ever seen. Ever. He looks like a young, ever. like Mickey Rourke before all the madness. Um, It yeah. looks, he looks super fucking cool. So cool. Here's the deal about RP, and that's what I'm going to call him from here on out, is uh, he's a real deal biker. He fucking kicks ass on those things. He's a great dude. He uh, could ride the shit out of motorcycles, and he was perfect for that fucking role. And so he's the president of San Dimas. We're meeting him and he, man, he's got something going on in this episode where he's just looking at Jax. And most of those looks are what the fuck is this kid? No, Jax, Jax wants him to take over the guns and he's going not on my fucking watch. Not on my fucking, I'm not an idiot. I mean, I love you, buddy. I love the clay. I love everybody. I'm not doing that. I love that. He sticks up for himself and his club. Me too, because no one does that. And then after there's a thing here that is said in this scene, which is very important. Gemma says, my kids. And Tara shoots for that look. That sums it all up. Sums it all up. I know. I know. Because that's how she thinks. Yeah. True. She caught caught herself after she she said it. She She caught herself. She caught herself. And I'm going to tell you, she caught herself. Tara gave her that look. And we're going to get revealed soon of what Tara's plan is. Um, at, so now we're at the table with everyone, right? Before we go to the table, I just want to say, it could be me. It usually is. But I got to ask you, did you notice the color of Dayton's hair? Like, was he, was he advertising just for men at that moment? I think he was he, still dying his hair at that moment. I think his hair think was he rather dark. He hadn't given up. I think he might have dyed it that morning of that scene yeah. to pop his handsomeness because it looked a little just for men. Oh, yeah. He was fighting the light. You would know all about it. He <laughs> yeah, was, um, he was no, no. Him. I know all about yeah, it as yeah, I yeah. grizzle my grizzle here. Yeah. Not, no. not this yet. He was Who's using that? the stroker on I it. think on half, only half Theo, not the top. Right no, just the sides, yeah. yeah. He probably used the whole box. And he <laughs> was going in, and you know the makeup girls and the hair girls were like, do you want help? And he's like, no, I got oh, it. Oh, I got it. 
They're like, I don't think you do, because that's the. And the girls color. are going to tell him, "How about you just put leave it in for four minutes?" Because I know he left it in for fourteen and a half minutes. Four days. About, <laughs> four days. And boom! It that's looked like he thing. sprayed it on with spray paint. No, I know. I know. See him now. He's got the. He's uh, before I run out of power on my fucking phone over here. Yeah, come on. Let's go to the table. Chasing the clock. So Chibs wants to talk after everything that's said at the table. I just want to establish something because I'm going to reference it a lot for the next two seasons. So we might as well bring it up now. This is the first of the 900 sidebar talks between Chibs and Jax for the next two. First one now. And okay. They start. I'm already tired of them by the end of the first episode of it. They because Jax isn't listening and Chibs is trying to talk logical. Uh, I, I just noticed one thing. An agreement with you. I just want to know why at the end of the scene. Why would? Why would? Why does Jax get up from the table? I know he's the pre, he's the president of the club. At, yeah. at worst, we end on a freeze. Why is Jax getting up? No, no. Chibs has got to get up. Chibs has got to leave. Because he tells me sounds like Clay. Tells me sounds like Clay. Fine. But then, you know, Jax can go get the fuck out of here. And Jax and Chibs should leave. If I'm president of the club, I'm not getting up and leaving. No. At worst, I'm staring him down, and that's it. But now what are we going to talk about? Unless it's because he knows he's wrong. Well, okay, fine. But I still wouldn't have got up. But I got to tell you, if you're tracking this. If you're tracking the show, if you're listening to this and you're hearing anything, because I'm only doing this from a fan perspective. To me, I don't, juice doesn't exist. This is me watching as a show, as a fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. The leadership of Jackson Teller is awful. (laughs) Does anybody? just whacked right now. It's terrible. He doesn't, he hasn't made one right decision. No, and it's obviously all in the writing. It has nothing to do with Charlie. It's in the writing. It's the writing. It's just a weird thing right now with, with, how he's leading this this whole club. So I guess we'll see where this goes. We'll see where it goes. He just constantly is like getting us into trouble. And then the way he kind of saves face is by getting us out of it. But if he never got us into it in the beginning. We wouldn't have 14 dead people as well on the no. side. Yeah. So now Turek goes to meet with CCH. She yeah. wants to play his testimony. She tells you him. sign that paper. Paper or else. Is that it? We're, we're getting Badge is going to be a paperweight. I'm going to use it yeah. as a Frisbee. Let's go. Yeah. Get it going. Nero now at Roosevelt. And this is an interesting moment because Roosevelt kind of learns about Turek. Like he learns that. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. This guy was in the place. This guy was what? And LT Roosevelt is a smart dude. He's not just some guy who is hell bent on putting people in jail. He wants to look into it more. Correct. Um, So this is where the wheels start kind of turning on everybody. and again, Nero went out of his way not to tell Gemma. So here we are continuing in this next beat, Wendy trying to convince Gemma of something. All I have written down here is useless scene, if you ask me. It's a useless scene, if you ask me. I don't know why it's there. I, I don't I'm going to tell you why. Help me out. Okay, I'm going to tell you. Wendy, we're going to come to find out. Are you dying? What was it? Yeah. Did you sneeze? Oh, I thought you went down. Um, no, no, I just I just blew my nose. I didn't want to do it in front of 14 million people. Yeah, you can I always hit mute too, but you don't know how to do that. Um, oh, okay. I'm on, on this phone, tech yeah. issues? Not a, no, I'm not touching know. anything. Okay, so check this out. Wendy has been working, we're going to find out, with Tara. And she's trying to make good with Gemma. And I'm... I'm still piecing this together because I think I might be wrong. And I really would love the help on this. Is she doing this to try to get Gemma to sign off as Wendy as the guardian or eventually? And again, we're going to get to it later when she's in the room with the lawyer and everybody and Unser comes by, but yeah. she's playing Gemma for some reason. This is before Lila walks in and rats on Nero. Um, but this is, she's trying to, tell her she's trying to get close to her for a reason. And I just got to figure it out. So I don't think it's useless because there is, we need to see Wendy and Gemma together to earn later when Gemma shows up and everybody gets nervous. Good right? for you. I'm asleep. I'm asleep on the rocking chair right now, but that's great. I think okay. That's fantastic. Darby meets with the crew, obviously with the new wifey. Love me. The new wifey. 
Just Mitch Pledgey. God, I love that guy. My yeah. God. Haven't um, seen him forever. Okay, so I'm going to tell you, I've had problems. I'm so glad this scene is finally here. I've yeah. had problems with this scene for years. It, like, haunts me. Oh. It haunts me. Okay, let's hear it. It was so, it was such a better, I don't, this is the reason why everybody says, oh, actors don't like watching themselves. That's not true. If you're detached from the character, you can watch it and, like, you're removed. But when it's fresh, it's hard, especially if you have a certain, like, uh, uh, expectation. You and I, this was our first interaction with Tig and Juice since Doberman, since the 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 the, the patchover party in season one. And I think that it could have I played it so bad. It still worked out. I just played it so bad because I was playing emo juice and it should have been sarcastic juice, like back, like the innocent juice. Isn't and- it funny? I said right now, um, Juicy's character, like he was not in the fun zone. It no. had a different, it had a different ring to it. Yeah, I never thought it was bad at all, ever. But I, it, I just dawned on me that that boy is still fucking lost to not jump all over that fucking comment, which you can go to sleep and fart all night long. And zing them. You're you're the king of the. And I hated it. I played it wrong, and I and I apologize to anybody who watched it because it was such a funny scene, and it should have been done right. Even like the line where I say that explains everything. It was, it would. I was still in the fucked up juice mode. Yeah, and you were, this, bro. This is the hard thing of when you're writing a character that changes all the time. Like Juice had changed so much, and then he and now you're writing him almost like it's season one and two, but that's not who he is anymore. He's killed people, he's tried to kill himself, he's done all this stuff, but yet you're taking it back on the joke. So I don't want to go too deep into it, but it's one of those scenes that I go, man, I'd love to have that again. Wow, and, and I'd love to good do for it you, yeah, man. Yeah. Why not? Because because it was funny, even when you see the gun on Mitch to begin with, and then when you you were so good when you're like, I'm his dad. You think I'm old enough to be his dad? And like, there's this whole thing. Like we had, we had, that was the first of us kind of like all joking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it could have been, but I remember that. And I remember we were rushed. And I remember that everybody was kind of excited that we weren't, that we were actually doing something fun because there had been so much darkness. Yeah. God, whatever. Point is. Oh, interesting. Bring up. Juicy pants. Yeah. Good for you. Could have put yeah, man. Back. I missed that funny juice right there. I did for sure. And then I'll tell you another thing, which I, when we went the next scene, Darby drops off the crew, right? Yeah. Yeah. Darby and I had a little scene there that got cut. I knew you did. We did. I knew you did. We got I remember, and it was funny. I remember taking a relax, letting you and fucking Mitch do your fucking scene. I was happy for you guys getting back to some old times. Yeah, we had we had a funny and we scene. lost that. We lost yeah, we that. We had a scene. funny scene. I think it was about his new wife, if I remember. And it was something like uh me trying to give him advice or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny already. Funny. So I get you know, again, it's the tone of the show. They didn't think it was right for the tone of the show. Doesn't matter how good it was. That's what it was. And you know, we always ran over. Every single show we ran over. Every so show we ran over. So then you boy, you guys go in, and uh, and I'm not but, even going to get into the super racist target practice shit. And uh, and and I do no, we don't need to go through any of that. But I do want to say that, that that I got to tell you, Deer Hunter is one of my favorite movies Me of too. all time. Michael, and I remember, I remember doing the Deer Hunter moment where De Niro keeps pulling the car up, and when they're going hunting, and 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 what's his name wants to get in the back of the fucking car. And every time he's waiting in the car, yeah, Cassell, they keep pulling the car up. And he finally gets tired of the fucking joke and they let him in the car. Yep. I tried to do that with, with uh, Nico on that day, but we had no time to really do that moment. Mm-hmm. So I said, fuck you. And so I literally kept the car going and he had to hop in that truck while I was going. If I'm not going to do the deer hunter joke, then let Nico, you're going to have to jump in, hop the fuck in. Yeah. Well, um, I will tell you, probably one of the funnier lines ever said in the show is uh, I'm going to blow his shit out 
and your response to it, he means brains. He means brains. Is a fucking Pretty. classic line. It's amazing writing, and it was played perfect because he did it so serious. I'm gonna blow his shit out, <laughs> and then Dig just goes, he means his brains. It's yeah, and then the whole and the whole Whiteman thing. I'm, I'm Nick Whiteman or whatever. The yeah. Fuck. And I don't know what this title means, Rossi, but I did, you know, I did look it up. And Wolf Sanjil, well, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a Nazi sign. It's a ornament, steel ornament that the mm. Nazis used as their go-to emblem early in that. Oh, it's not Wolf Angel. It's not Wolf's Angel. Yeah, it's Wolf Angel, but uh, isn't that I, I, again? I, I heard it's an early Nazi fucking oh. sign and. I guess we're with the Nazis now, right? We're with the Nazis. Oh, yeah, because so. they're back. But the white supremacists have always been lurking and, and charming, right? They were Darby and they, they, that was, they, uh, that they, was they our have. first enemy. And they then, have. And then you got Zobel. I mean, really, the majority of our enemies have been white supremacists, which has no, always no been doubt. really but funny. Which has always been really funny. Like, you know, when, when the people who don't know the show will be like, oh, I thought the sons were like all these racist guys. I go, no, those are the guys we fight. Like those yeah. are our enemies on the show. It's not the sons. Yeah. But it, no. it's always it's very interesting that again, people are idiots. Um, okay. So <laughs> uh the, here okay, now uh, this is my assessment. I'm not a fucking writer and I'm surely not a location scout. The Irish show up. Yeah. Can we change the fucking setting? Do we nope. have to be in the same fucking yep. place in the same warehouse? Yeah. We do. Next question. Can we meet in a restaurant? Can we meet no. at a diner? No, no time. Can we can we meet on in the backside of the warehouse? Do we have to be no. in the same? Oh. Yes. We have a big, beautiful set out there. And we're going to fucking use it. Come hell or high water. We could have did all their scenes for one year in one episode. We could have. Silly. Yep. Um, he doesn't want to get out of guns. Now there's a fight. He throws this whooping right hook that I could have saw coming <laughs> six months ago. It was as bad as James Conner, the Godfather. Oh. One bad, Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie Perlman still brings it up. He loves you, by the way. I just saw him in Liverpool. That's Rossi doing. Oh, I'm calling you, fucking weirdo. Yeah, anyway, he loves he's you. A nut. Um, okay, so Chibs basically knows he's fucked. He's yeah. like, you, you fucked Chib- Chibs just said you just ripped off a very old scab, Jackie. No shit. Yeah. Like, no shit, Charlie. What are we doing that for? What are you doing? You're going to challenge uh, the IRA? That's what you're going to do? Little biker uh, club. And the kings four members? And the kings and the kings. The kings. More trouble. Trouble. More trouble. Trouble. Um, police station at Roosevelt. He's on to this setup with the truck. He knows something's going on, right? So we get it. He kind of knows something's happening and that's going to immediately put us to now we're in weird world. Clay with Turek. Um, he wants him to obviously go see Otto. He says, I want you to go to the hospital and see something. Uh, it, it's I didn't last. know. Go ahead. I didn't know what was coming later, but we'll get to that. Um, I got to tell you something, bro. I have no idea how Clay gets out of all this. Neither do I, but I, I, I wrote down what a fucking good scene. And I'm going to tell you why. When Clay says, I've known guys like you my whole life. He says this to Turk. Mm-hmm. I've known guys like you my whole life. You don't hate me because I'm bad. You hate me because I'm familiar. Mm-hmm. When he fucking guns Turk with that line, because I'm familiar, that tells him you're cocksucker yeah. i see right through you yeah i'm in prison you're not but you know what buddy karma's a fucked up thing that's coming back to get you and i don't know how yeah, well, but we're about to find we're out about to find out um so the cruise with darby um basically knowing that everything got fucked up right uh yeah okay this shocked me because i was ill prepared I did not know that Phil and uh, uh, Walter Walter were not in it that long, buddy. Let me see. Talk so I can see. I, I, just, 
Yeah, I, I'm just, I was showing Did you, you know? something. Oh my God, I've got written down. Big Chris and Walter go bye bye. Fuck, fuck me. I forgot Big Chris went so early. I had no idea. Me neither. I felt like he was there for years. Galen blows them away. And then like he, he goes, wasn't there. He wasn't there for the rest of season six. He wasn't there for season seven. What happened? Wow. What the fuck happened? I, I, they couldn't afford him. He asked for like $150,000 a line. Yeah. And because he asked for so much money, they said, you know what? You're out. You're out. He wanted, he wanted, and he also wanted personalized bed sheets and a personalized couch, whatever he brought. He wanted candy bars brought to him on a pillow. (laughs) Yeah. He wanted (laughs) chocolates left in his trailer. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he wanted. And Chris didn't get it because they blew him the fuck away. And Walter was a casualty. And Walter was just, well, I still don't know who Alter was, really. Well, you <laughs> knew. Listen, you don't have to be uh, you don't have to be Siskel and Ebert to when 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 Galen looked at when Galen looked at Jackson said, hands off, <laughs> yeah, he looks at him weird. earlier and he goes, hands off. You went, oh, fuck, hands off. That's hands not literally off. hands literally off. off. So prospects are dead. Super whatever it says, get the saw. I didn't see it coming. <laughs> Did not see it coming. Um, Roosevelt lets Holy Nero go. fucking shit. Yeah, Holy shit. So Roosevelt says, let Nero go. Um, you know, he's got to look Roosevelt's into Roosevelt's way too smart for all that bullshit hiding evidence in Nero's truck. He's way too smart for that shit. It's you not going to happen. You fucker. Not going to yeah. happen. And now we go to Jackson Chib scene. They're starting to pile up here. Um and this is where I made the asterisk that says Jax is a terrible leader, by the way. Yeah. Um, prospects are dead. Yeah. Uh, you tried to kill one of your members in TIG. Uh, oh, by the way, he's alive. Clay's yeah. in jail. You cheat on your wife all the time. I'm trying to figure out why people thought Juice was the enemy and other people were the enemy when everything well, they haven't, they haven't figured does. that out yet now i mean they think they're they're, they're going to come to it coming up but it doesn't work it doesn't hold water but, but the thing is is i've heard forever after the show that Jax was the hero and anybody who tried to fuck with him was the enemy right clay was mm. the enemy juice was the enemy Gemma mm. was the enemy anybody but if you look at the actions of Jax, everything he's done is wrong so far okay just want to make. I just want to put that on the record. Um, so far, he's a terrible leader. So Nero, Nero, and Gemma are in the car. He's driving. Yeah, questioning his whole life. He's basically realizing that, like everyone else, the second he got involved with the Suns, his life went in the the double shitter, went in the outhouse, went in the went in the porta potty. I, I hope that sex with Gemma was really good because yeah. he really got in bed with the wrong team in this. Yeah. One. Yeah, he should have stayed. He had to, he first of all he lost all his money. He gave it to Jax. He's giving it all all to the club. That's yeah. the way. You take out four hundred fifty grand. It's all yours. Yeah, here, here. Here's a couple hundred grand. What? He, he, he killed some of his former club for no reason. Yeah, he's having a hard time. He's having yeah. a hard time, and he knows yeah. these people. Dios is fucked up. Dios is fucked up. He, people are getting burned with cigarettes. This one's getting killed. What? Yeah, it's, it's like. It's like Jax is like pig pen. He's just like everything getter <laughs> that he goes around him is just getting wrecked. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So uh Clay sees Otto. I mean, what a tragic character. <laughs> I go, ha ha, look at Sutter and Perlman. Mono a mono, no love lost here. No. Clay, Clay hands him a shift. And I want to ask you something, brother. Did he say to Otto, one more, brother? One no, more. No more. Oh, no more. No more. Oh. Okay. No more. And like, no more. Like, I'm sorry for what happened to you. No more. Got you. I thought it was one more meaning. Why don't no you more. fucking dice someone up with this shit I'm about to give you? No, both would have worked. But both, both, but no more. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah no more. Got um, you. It's it's hard. I mean, Otto is just a tragic character, and it's always hard to look at him. And you know, uh, good, good. Well, I may just say, and we didn't talk about this, but in the previously on, 
we had to see that, you know, cross to the neck one more time. I think we've seen that that cross to the neck now 28 times in the previous well, He's on. been we, involved in the bloodiest scenes ever on the show. We we we've seen enough of it, haven't we? I mean <laughs> it's the anyway. bloodiest, the bloody all the bloodiest scenes in Valvado. Pretty much. Yeah. So um all right. Well, uh, lots of Jackson Chib stuff from here on out. Everyone's a TM. Here they go. They're basically talking. Uh, you know, we're on but lockdown. Hang on. Yeah, yeah, hang on. I got I to gotta mention because it was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. The movie 10 with Bo Derek. There's a yes, shot man. of winter coming down the little Telemoro garage yep. outside slow-mo. Yep. Billy, I love you, Billy, for that. And yeah. I'm just going, that's like Dudley Moore and, and, and you know, Bo Derek. Like, yeah. man, great shot. Great shot. Jack great. tells Gemma we lost Phil and the Irish are off the rails. It's all coming down and guess, now. And guess what? Guess what? Yeah, what? We're on lockdown again. Oh, are we? Nice. <laughs> Let's who, go on lockdown. Who would join this club? Who would go on Indeed or one of these websites where you put in an application and join you know this that, club? You know the commercial? It's a beautiful commercial where those kids, it's like a horror movie. And they go, Let's hide behind the saws. Let's hide behind the yeah. saws. Yeah, yeah, I love and that you, one. You know, you got Leatherface behind them going, yeah. What? And they yeah, go, what why don't we just get this, in the car? There's a running car. Let's go to the cemetery. When people go with Jess, goes, Run lockdown. Bring everyone here. We'll yeah. keep them safe. Yeah. I would run for the running car so fast by now. Yeah. If I was a prospect, they'd go, hey, guys, guess what? Um, I'm not going to do this. No, I'm out. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, this ain't happening. I'm going to work at in and out I'm not doing this. Um, okay. So Turek with Clay, he basically is telling him, giving him one last shot. Yeah, this is it. So I'm confused here because I'm thinking in my head, I'm watching this because I don't remember anything and I'm going, does Clay kill Turk? So I'm like waiting for something to happen, right? I'm that's like, what I thought. Yeah, me too. That, that's what I thought. So I, I and again, because I knew something that's what happened I to Turk, but I thought, I thought it was going to be Clay, but I couldn't wrap my head around like how and where because I couldn't remember in the scripts or anything. So here we go. This is a big reveal. Now we cut to Wendy with the lawyer, Tara's there, and Margaret's there holding the baby. Yeah. There is a plan here, from what I can gather, from what I can deduce with my detective skills. That with your juicy deducing, juicy deducy, detective juicy deducy is basically saying. It looks like Wendy is saying she's going to hold up in court all this stuff against Jax. Sure. I've got back to family ties and crimes. I go, okay, what's all, what's happening now with Wendy and Gemma and Tara and the lawyer and the not Gemma with the Gemma? It went right over. No. And it's hard to get over that hair. It went right over you. You can't get over my hair. It went through it, over it, it pulled my scalp back. Please, okay. please help me out. So I think, and again, we'll see what's coming up, but that's the joy of watching this. I think that she, no, they're basically- I Tara, am fucking enjoying this. No doubt Tara about it. Tara wants the kids and she wants to divorce Jax. That's what I'm deducing. deducing. Deducing, juicy deducing that I think that she needs a character witness and Wendy as the ex- whatever, and the mother of the other child is saying How about that? years of abuse. Because remember, she says, the lawyer says, are you going to, for years of abuse, cut to, Unser walks in, ruins the whole party. He's wearing his, by the way, that's not a costume. That's a Dayton's regular clothes. Um, he they comes did, in. They, they, they literally said, we will not be suiting you up now, Just Dayton, wear what you want. for the rest of the year, yeah. wear what you want. Yeah. And I know you have Cheeto stains on everything, but don't worry about it. God, he looks so perfect. Though. So perfect. He really is. He is. He is. If if Oscar the Grouch came to life, that's him. He is. <laughs> I'd definitely be the cookie monster. If I could just oh, yeah. cookie. I would be. But now I'd probably be. I'd be Snuffleupagus. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's how I am now. Um, I used to be, yeah. Okay. So um, here we go. Uh, Gemma shows up, unsecovers covers for her. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. Pretty cool move by Dayton. But again, we know Unser and Tara have always had their kind of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. They've always Wayne. had their. They've always he just had. wants one more hug. Wayne wants one more kiss in the lips. Just one more hug. hug. Before he takes the Cheetos gotch off. Yeah. He wants just one more hug. Unser needs a visual at night. He's looking yeah. for any type of human contact. <laughs> <laughs> the magazines are sticky. I'm He's like, sorry. someone shake my hand. Someone shake my hand. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Uh, he's like, someone, someone take my phone. Someone touch me, please. Someone, <laughs> someone Band-Aid up my bum. Oh, that's anything. coming up with Tara. He needs go anything. Ahead. Okay, so um, here we go. The crew is loading up like the 7th Cavalry. Um, they're an oh, and I, I, I just got big shit out of the OKKK Corral. You mm-hmm. get it? I mean... Fucking good, assholes. Actually, the OKKK yeah. Corral. Yeah. Let's go to well, the OKKK Corral. It's a massacre, by the way. Yeah, and I went uncalled for the whole fucking thing. What the fuck? I mean, it's never uncalled for to wipe out that, but I don't know. No. But you know what's uncalled for? Forget about the fictionalized characters that were massacred. I don't care about them. What it, what was uncalled for is Jack starts yelling at everybody once it's done. He's like barking out orders. You do this, I, bury this, do this. And I, it's like... I just, I just want to know why the yelling. Why the yelling? Why the yelling? I'm just, I'm know. just trying to. I wish Charlie was with me right now and wonder what happened back then. I wonder why the yelling. You'd think that there'd be a little bit more fucking room. I don't know. Just uh, well, let's also let's also say that at this point, unless you're going to talk to at this point in our show, as yeah. all the characters. No one knows our characters better than we do. 100%. Directors were just there to do two things. Basically be directors of photography. They were not going to tell an actor what to do, except for guest stars. Poor little guest stars got told everything what to do because they could not direct the main actors. That is not... A, a knock on anyone it gets yeah. to a point where if you're a guest director you're coming in it's hard for you to tell someone what to do when you go you've only done three episodes have you watched every single one do you know anything about do you know all this do you know all that now that's not for everyone when it comes to the Parises, the charles murray's the people who are exec producers and they direct an episode then you would go yeah yeah that makes sense because they have been in the writer's room. They've been through the whole thing in knowing that's the difference with those type of directors. But sadly, and you and I love Billy Gunn. He directed our CSI Miami episode. Yep. And Billy is a cameraman before he's a director. Knows all um, about it. Knows all about it. He, that's how he started. It's really more about the look. So no matter, even if they're thinking, and they're probably not thinking, is that the way he should play it? Or is it the way Juice should play it? Or is it the way, t- like when I just said that I did something wrong in that epi- in, in that scene, the reason I did something wrong is that was on me. There's no one there going, hey, no, Theo, you want to wasn't wrong. It, wasn't, it like it this? Was, it, it wasn't wrong. It just simply was something, now that you've seen it, you'd like another shot at it just to see where that would have gone. That's no, but imagine, but imagine if there's a director there going, hey, you want to right. give a different color to that? You want to, hey, you know what? Let's, we got one more take. We got that. We got that right. way. Correct. Let's do it this way. Yeah. And that to me is my favorite type of director, right? Where it's like, hey, we got this one. We got that. We got you angry. We got you yelling at everybody. Let's take a crack here. How about you uh, have yeah. some fun with it? Be sarcastic. Yeah. And it's like, oh shit. Okay. And guess what? Usually it's the opposite of what you think that, that looks mm. the best. Interesting. Fucking interesting. Yeah. And and we never had that. We never no. had. It was on us of what we were going to do of, you know, basically once you get past and you know your character so well. So that's all I'm saying. Um, Here we go. Turks with Otto. And uh, it gets oh, yeah. Yeah. Here we go. He fucking. I just said, I wrote down, watch out for your neck, Turk. Watch out for your neck. He uh, he fucking he doesn't shank him to death just now, but he basically shanks the shit out of him. And uh, it was so good though, but so yeah. sad. 
and so weird. And so he knew it was coming. Like he goes, I can't believe I fell for that. Like, he yeah, goes, he says that at the end, but do you want to know what my favorite part of the scene is? It reminds me of those old Halloween horror movies or even Friday the 13th. You know what I love in movies and in TV shows? This is what I love. So Kim Coates is playing a character and he's, uh, he uh, walks past the dead body or whatever. Let's just, I'm going to create this fictionalized scene. And he goes to grab the phone and you step to the front of the frame. So you're at, you're at the camera and you're on the phone, but that dead body's behind you and behind you, that dead body's like getting up, standing up, grabs a knife. And like, you're still on the phone. You have no idea what's going on behind you. It's one of my favorite things. The audience is going absolutely bananas. The audience is going, oh my God, he's going to fucking stab him. Look what's going to happen. And that's exactly what happened. Turk standing there at front of frame while Otto's grabbing the blade, getting up and then does the whole thing. So you, as the audience, see it coming, which I love because that's horror movie stuff. I love that. I love that move. Um, so I thought that was really cool that he did that in that shot. So, so cool. Um, so cool. Here we go. Jax is alone. Another talking to the music kicks in. Um, and then we go to Otto finishes him and gets killed and there's blood everywhere. And that's when he says, I didn't even see it coming and all that. Oh yeah. Wow. Didn't even see that coming. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Bye-bye to her. Then we cut to the real horror movie. Unser has his pants down. <laughs> horror. I mean, you want to talk about Marlon Brando going the horror. The horror. Oh, horror. The horror. <laughs> that is the horror. Maggie Siff is still getting over that today. She called me last Friday and said, I still have nightmares. Oh, yeah. Of this incredible white fucking bum. Yeah, probably a toilet paper stuck in it. <laughs> See, now I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. But God bless america <laughs> it's like crazy it's a mess um so then where do we go the music's kicked in um and we have us okay this is a great moment i want to see if you remember we're burning the body what happens do you remember yeah i mean i, I think i do first of all it was beautifully set up it was super late it was a fratter day uh, we're all there, and they were going to light this stuff on fire. Mm-hmm. The boys on fire, and I don't know if this is what you're talking about, but I thought I was going to be on fire. I I I remember being so fucking hot, and things kind of exploded a little bit. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I was trying to get more light on in here because there's no light. But here's what I'm going to tell you: you just hit it right on the head, and it's one of the few things I fucking Holy remember shit. about the eight Holy years. Shit, bro. That we were sitting there, we were up against it. We I think all, I lost we, some eyebrows. I think I lost some eyebrows. Bro. I don't know who was doing fucking props or whatever was happening. That fire went up, and you—they kept that scene. They kept it. It's us. Yeah, we stayed in character. We backed we up. Fucking kudos to us. We stayed in character. Nobody went. Well, yeah, what the no fuck? Fucking no. We stayed in character, and we just started backing up in unison. Yeah. And the reason was is if we stayed in that spot, we'd be on fire. I would have no, I'd have no face left. No. And I also, I also, I said, I thought it was an incredible fucking montage. You saw Jax walking away. You know why he walked away? He would have been burnt to death. To death. He, we could back up. Jax had to get the fuck off. That's what happened. Then. That was, that, it wasn't pre-planned. No. No. We literally almost went on fire. And again, it's no one's fault. The 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 way it worked was whatever that you can't regulate how fa- how much was going to come up. And it fucking whooshed up. And it was like a windy night. And I just remember us all being like, oh, man, oh. it was a it was a one take tiger. I call them the one, one take, take tiger. tiger. And I think the props department was ready for everything that they, they were ready to turn it up. And they we tossed that fucking match in and they turned it up. And the wind caught it. And guess what? We were going to get scorched. And the shot. Yeah. And then Nero and Gemma with the kids. CCH says goodbye to Turek. And then there's just that really cool, iconic shot of us all there by the fire. It's a really iconic shot, actually. I see it. It really is. Yeah. It really is, bro. That's it. I just lost my light. Um, 
It well, I'll, really tell you, I'll tell you what, sexy pants. You looked really good for about 59 and a half minutes. Yeah, I'm going to tell you a little listen, dark, I know I did. Right. Now I'm a little dark. And guess what? That's okay. Who cares? Juno cares. Juno is uh, ready to go. She's like, let me just see if I could. Oh, my good. God. I yeah, Well, that's kind of. It's still not the same light as you had before. No, no, no. It's not. I just boost the brightness a little just for a minute. Can, can, I, a minute, a minute can, I tell, can I tell you how happy I am that I think. My phone, which is about ready to run out of battery, mm-hmm. is going to run out of battery, but I didn't. So, peace out. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, peace out. Hey, listen, um, we got to, now that you're coming back, we have the holidays and all that. Um, you and I are going to do a Q&A for the holidays. Um, oh, my you did God, your are we ever. Stocks. I'm going to do something. Are we ever? Yep. Cool. We're going to do everything. Um, and... We just have a lot coming up. We're going to get, there's going to be guests on. Just know that I just want to say, we are trying. <laughs> we are all over the place. You can, say, you can say whatever you want. There's so much love for you and me right now on yeah, this show. We're just trying. People are just no. They 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 know we're trying, and they they, they we we're done. You know, listen. We've done everything we can on this beautiful little journey that we're on, and yeah. Patreon's unbelievable, and the Reaper reviews are unbelievable, and we're not stopping for anything. Even at freaking midnight here in London. Yeah. After spending me, me, me the entire with no day. light. Me with no light here. You have no light. But you know what? It doesn't matter. You have a dead elk somewhere. Dead. Out dead. Of, dead. And, Juno's and, here. And, and you know what? Circle of life. Where is that beautiful girl? Juno wants out. She is like. <laughs> hey, buddy. Yeah. Get up, Juno. Come on. <laughs> here she goes. Yeah. Look at this. Hi, baby. Listen to you, not me. Yeah. She wants out. She's like, listen, guys, I have so deer I. to I chase. I have deer and I have to get out God, of here. I love you. Um, I love you. All right, get listen, I love you, brother. Go enjoy your night there uh, and safe travels back. I'm going to call you tomorrow night when I get back to you. Yeah. In America. Love you, buddy. All right. Love you, buddy. Bye. See you, buddy. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. You know the deal. Theory Pod, hashtag Theory Pod, capital T H E O, small R Y, capital P O D. If we're talking Reaper reviews, it's the hashtag Reaper reviews with the double R. Go everywhere where the where this podcast is available, and go subscribe and follow Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, wherever. And uh, and then if you want to see the videos, go on to YouTube and subscribe to the page. We got some cool stuff coming. Um, like I always say. This life goes by in a blink, so stay up, stay awake, keep being the example, um, and let's keep making a difference, all right? All right. Hey, yo, shout out to my crew, the Theory Team, the team, okay? Starting with my incredible editor, Caroline Kawash to the incredible design skills of Cesar Arvello, to the other designer slash web slash everything, Justin Tordella. Go look them up. Go follow them. Go thank them. They're an incredible team, and I wouldn't be even remotely able to do a second of this without them. So shout out to the entire Theory team, uh, or as we say in New York, big up. Um, incredible people, incredible humans, and I'm fortunate and proud to have them.